When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, when I listen to those two clowns, you can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe action. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show! Come on, wake up. Coming to you live from the corner of 6th and Market, a beautiful downtown Canton, where it's a heat wave at 33 beautiful degrees. Kenny, are you awake? Dude, I'm on so many medications right now. I I take a nap whenever I uh, can. Seriously, man, I've I've been the last couple of days has been like a fog, like a haze with this damn sinus infection. And I'm COVID negative though. I took the COVID test today. Yes, I took the COVID test today. Waited 15 Uh, minutes. All right, and so I'm COVID negative, which is good. Okay. Uh, but this damn sinus infection is just kicking my ass. Yeah. Yeah. You don't come around anyway, anyway. Nobody knows. The thing is this. Is, is that the world we live in now that every time we have a sniffle, we have to take a COVID test? Well, with, with the, the months that we are in now, right, the winter months and everything like that, yeah, you, you, you hear how the, uh, uh, the chances of getting it increased during the winter months. And, and so from that standpoint, I just figured, you know what, I'll take it and see. I've got, you know, you get the freebies and everything, use them up, kind of like my bet apps, right? Oh, my boy. MGM bet, I, I get the freebies. I don't know what's worse. I'm going to use it. I don't know what's worse, your addiction to painkillers and everything else when yeah. you think you got a cold or your yeah. gambling habit. Yeah, no painkiller. I refuse to take painkillers. I'll take the uh, uh, the prescribed uh, antibiotics and everything else that they gave me. Four different things from an Although, online doctor. That away. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to shoot up with my uh, Flonase. They gave me a, a thing that. of Flonase. Yeah, I'll do that. No, I'll wait till the first break. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll that'll uh, pick me up. Sorry, maybe ladies and gentlemen, I tried. <laughs> It's uh, it's got a steroid in it, so maybe I'll I'll be like uh, Manny go. Ramirez or uh, Barry Bonds allegedly. Oh, you're gonna test positive. We're gonna kick you out. Well, today we're gonna find out later on today who's gonna be part of the baseball Hall of Fame class. I believe uh, if anybody, uh, I think there's one. Who's the one? Is it Fred McGriff? who I think was voted in by, like, the, the senior committee. And today we're going to find out if anybody from the modern era gets the required percentage of votes to be part of the Baseball Hall of Fame club. Manny Ramirez is uh, eligible again. Um, he, he's back on the ballot again, but uh, I don't expect him to get in. Although I believe, you know, he deserves to be in. 
Just put them all in, man. Put them in. A lot of the guys used steroids. You can't tell the story without the steroid uh, era. And steroids saved baseball in a lot of people's minds because chicks dig the long ball. And that's when they started hitting home runs. It didn't have anything to do with chicks digging the long ball. Everybody's using it. They only tested a few. If they would have tested everyone, it would have been rampant. And for the most part, it was anyway. So what's the difference? I'm with you, man. Put them in. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, all those guys. Rafael it wasn't, Pac- listen, never. Kenny, hold on yeah. a second. It wasn't a competitive edge. It was what you had to do to compete because everyone, in my opinion, was taking. I was around enough athletes back in the 80s to know that you couldn't compete if you weren't on the same level as these other guys. And the only way they could achieve that a lot of times was taking some type of a uh, you know, whether it was a, a steroid by a shot, whether it was an injection, whether or not it was something that you drank, it was an edge. It would come eventually to be able to test negative, and it wasn't a good thing. Certain guys got tested. Other guys didn't. But the, the, nobody passed the eye test, right? You can you can remember some guys that came through the ranks that were really skinny, and they just all of a sudden, boom, gained 30, 20, 30 pounds overnight, it seemed like. And it's just mind-boggling. Yeah, and, you know, for me, um, uh, I preached no steroids at the time, right? You know, because we didn't know what they would do to you. You you heard horror stories from the Steelers offensive linemen, uh, offensive line of the 70s, and how many of those guys passed away early with heart problems and and whatnot. Uh, So you you look back on it, and, uh, you know, again, Maybe some of these guys that allegedly took it or did take it, we'll see them, uh, yeah, you know, know, succumbing earlier in life than, than uh, uh, what normally they would. But, um, you know, I, I understand why some athletes who didn't take steroids, mm-hmm. uh, you know, felt it was an unfair advantage. But um, in talking with a, a couple of baseball players who will remain nameless from back in that era, Everybody said, well, it's just the home run hitters. No, it mm. wasn't just the home run hitters. Right. A lot of pitchers were taking it not so much mm. to get bulked up or get stronger, but to recover faster, you know, for their next start. And, and that's, uh, you know, they were allegedly taking the HGH, which helps you recover faster. We didn't know what concussions would do either. And, and yeah. now look at it. So what they did was they modified the helmets. They did everything they could. They changed the rules. They didn't do that as far as a competitive balance for somebody that all of a sudden could bench press 400 pounds seemingly overnight. There's a huge difference, and you're right. It wasn't just become bigger, stronger, faster. It was to recover faster as well. Uh, Anybody that's ever had a surgery knows that a lot of times to relieve and reduce the swelling, they put you on a steroid. What does it do? Makes you feel really good, man. You don't take it for uh, an extended period of time, but the time that you are on it, Man, I got to tell you, you feel like a million bucks. I wa- they gave me, I forget what I, I got steroids. I had to stop, though. I, I mm-hmm. was feel, I, I was spazzing out, basically, right? Uh, it affected my sleep, my dreams, and everything like that. <laughs> was uh, it cheese? And- was it the uh-huh. cheese experiment? <laughs> it's prednisone, usually, is what it is. Yeah, so I, I'm not. So this uh, uh, Flonase or whatever it is they gave me is supposed to uh, help me with the the swelling of my mucous membranes. It's supposed to reduce the inflammation and in the swelling. Mm. So we'll we'll see how that uh, affects. Uh, this is the way I am now. When we go to our first break, that's when I'll shoot up with my Flonase. Wonderful, Felix. We'll see how. I, Thanks. Uh, Quick question, Kenny. How do you uh, feel right now? Yeah, I you feel, feel like, like crap. crap. Is yes. the medicine working then? Oh, thanks, um, mom. 
Uh, yes, it, it is working because I'm but you not. Feel like uh, crap. Uh, because I'm on so many different medicines, right? right. That's why it's the the combination of all of the above. Did you but use the Vicks Vapor Rub? Yes, I got the Vicks Vapor Rub. I got the Flonase. I got the what is it? The antihistamine, the Sudafed. Stop it, Kenny! Stop it! You said what? that with a straight face, Bryant. <laughs> well, we were discussing it for two hours the other day, and we yep. were getting pretty serious about it. Yeah, still still using the Vicks Vapor Rub. So uh, uh, little Kenny's going it, to kindergarten tomorrow too. Take your kids. They, they think oil. it right. should be out of my cough. system by Friday. I she hope. said, if everything goes well. well so there we'll you keep go. Keep our fingers that. crossed. Hey, check this out. What? Twenty-eight former players, fourteen returnees, fourteen newcomers are on this year's ballot and vying to be recognized as one of the best to ever play the game and get into the Baseball Hall mm. of Fame. What we're going to do a little later, JT, is we'll list some of these guys, and I want to get your input, Brian's input, because he loves baseball, and our callers at 330-450-1480 get their input, too, on some of these guys that are eligible this year and whether or not they should be voted in, depending on whether they took steroids or not, allegedly. Mm -hmm. So we'll get into that a little bit later on on uh, the guys that are eligible. We also have to figure out our Giannino's Pizzeria proper parlay bet of the day. I'm looking at this. Okay. Look at the Cavaliers tonight taking on the Knicks in New York. The over-under in that game, I believe, is at about 220 and a half. I okay. say we take the over or under and maybe readjust that total. What do you think? Um, yeah, we could do that if you want to. If you don't want to do individual player or anything like that. Again, what did we do last time? We did um... John Morant dunk. Two dunks in yeah. one game. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, our is, prop bet. I don't know anybody plays for the Knicks right now, other than uh, yeah. J.T. Barrett. Oh, no, he was our former quarterback. Yeah, Julius Randle, I think, plays for them. I think. Notice how I said Cam Reddish. Is he on that team, too? <laughs> I, don't I, I don't remember. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, – what is that? A 7.30 tip-off tonight here on WHBC. Here's a good one. I think Donovan Mitchell might play tonight. Should we go uh, Donovan Mitchell plays or doesn't play? <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> well, winner winner chicken uh, i mean he practiced yesterday he's listed okay. as probable last time i saw flip a coin should i just use my app <laughs> yeah. heads he plays tails yeah. he doesn't let's think about it we got time before we do this All sucker right. we're gonna give away a 25 dollar gift card to giannino's pizzeria oh, uh, or what? Or we set the line so high that no one can possibly win, so we can double it up again next week like we did last oh, time. Oh, there you go. Yeah, $50 Progressive. gift card. Well, that'll invite callers. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, uh, hey, you take that call chance. Who knows? You can't hey. possibly win. What was? Oh, no, that was uh, Rocky's wife in the movie, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. You yeah. can't but win. Here's the thing. Last night, you never know when two teams are going to go off. Did you see the Bucks and the Pistons, what they scored last night combined? Nope. 280 points combined last night. What was it, the All-Star game? 150 to 130. <laughs> Milwaukee scored 49 points Regulation? in the first quarter. Yes. What? Yeah, I yes. I went on to ESPN last night, and there was it was a headline game, and it was still five minutes left, and Portland had 134. I was mad yesterday. You know what Why I was looking for? Because what? I wanted what? to watch the homecoming. Johnny Hockey going back to Calgary was supposed to be on ESPN. Couldn't find it anywhere. Really? Blue Jackets losing overtime 4-3. to three. No, kids. See, I, didn't even, I, I was, couldn't I was find more, it, man. I was paying more attention to... Uh, uh, basketball last night. Well, uh, you know the big basketball story last night was the Ohio State girls team loses. 
Yeah, first game of the year they mm-hmm. lost. Yeah, first time. That's good, though. You don't want to go undefeated because then the, the pressure ramps up, man. It, it gets to you. How about this? The Bucks beat the Pistons 150-130 to last night, and Brian mentioned the Portland Jeez, Trailblazers. They beat the San Antonio Spurs oh, 147-127. to Really? So two teams. Think two games. 280 points and 274 points last night. Man. That's crazy, man. The Kings, 133. To over the, they Man. beat the Grizzlies, 133 to 100 last night. Wow. That's a lot of points yeah. in three different games right there. Do you hmm. like that in the NBA? Do you prefer the high-scoring ones as opposed to the, the hard-fought 98 to 96 well, low-scoring win? Only if I'm in the win column. Okay. All right. Yeah. That <laughs> matters if your team wins or loses or if you bet on the game Jeez. and you won or lost, right? That's some serious point totals. Yeah, buck 50 last night. Unbelievable. And again, they I think they had 90 points maybe at uh, halftime or 89 Jeez. points at halftime. I did the Milwaukee Bucks, and that was on the road at Detroit. Well, here's a but problem. You, Who in the hell what? scored 130 points for Detroit? Well, Bogdan Bogdanovic uh, had a big game for them. He's a, that's my guy, man. Boyan. Go get him if they can. Boyan Bogdan, yeah, Bayan, Boyan, Boyan Bogdanovic, 33 points last night. For the uh, Detroit Pistons, uh, Sadiq Bay had 21 for them. So that's Shoot it. Uh, okay, but how do you feel if you wake up today, you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you gave up 130 points? Yeah, you don't care because uh, uh, it was the score at halftime was 83 to 55. Oh, so you rested a lot oh. of the guys in the second half. You know what you do? You look at that what? game, the way they're scoring in that first half, and you look at that total. You want to fire away on one of your apps? You would have bet that second half over? You would have cashed the house. Did uh, I don't know if you said this. How many did Lillard have? He had almost 40 with midway through the fourth. Lillard. I think he finished with uh, 39, Brian. Um, yeah, you know what you would have bet in the second half? You know what's always a good bet in a blowout like that? You bet the team that's getting blown out in the second half. Oh, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So if you would have taken uh, the Pistons in the second half, uh, they outscored Milwaukee in the second half, 75-66. I have a theory in the second half lines. What? In a blowout game, not necessarily as much in the NBA, but in college. Okay. You look at the team that's, uh, that is winning by 15 points or more, you know, it looks like it's going to be a blowout in the second half again. Yeah. You take the losing team in the over, you take the, the winning team in the under, because what normally happens is the winning team will sit their starters midway through the second half so they don't score as much, but yet the other team is fighting to get back to, you know, even or try to win the game. So you bet that total over with the losing team, and you bet it under with the winning team. Okay, yeah, I made Two separate wagers. Right, right. Uh, Parlay it maybe, right, if you can. It is a parlay. It's an absolute parlay. And and a lot of times it'll come in, but it's got to be in a blowout situation to whereas – they're going to rest their starters midway through or you know, maybe a little bit more than midway through the second half. Now, it only works in college because, as we see in the NBA, 25, 20, 20, 25 points means nothing. The Lakers were down 25 points the other night. They come back and beat Portland. Yeah. yeah. It's and, nothing. And speaking of the Lakers, they're in action tonight. Battle of L.A. The Clippers are playing the Lakers. LeBron James right now is 224 points shy of setting the new NBA all-time scoring record. Um, He trails, of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. LeBron right now with 38,164 points. 
if he averages his season average, which is 29.8 points per game, JT, the rest of this year, mm-hmm. he'll do it in the next eight games. Wow. So he, he could be the all-time leading scorer uh, in the next, what is that, three weeks, uh, tops? That's amazing. Yeah, he could be number one passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But I saw on ESPN today uh, the, the website, there's a story. Pat Riley says um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, forget Michael and Magic, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the all-time greatest you could, player you could always in, make in that NBA argument. history. You could always right? make that argument. I mean, uh, the guy uh, won, what, six championships? Yeah. Um, he won five, I think, MVPs, won titles with two different teams, the all-time leading scorer. I mean, from a marketing From a marketing aspect, the answer is no. But then again, he was a much better actor than anyone else. His movies were much better than yeah. Michael's or LeBron's. I'm sorry, they just were. You're right. I mean, no. he, I mean, geez, he was in everything. He was in the airplane movies. He was in a Bruce Lee movie. I didn't see that one, but I heard he was in that one. Yeah. So, um, how about this? I'm out there, there busting been... my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton in the near up and down the court for 48 minutes. Um, there have been seven players who have held the NBA's all-time scoring record at one point. Tell me how many of these guys you've heard of. All right. Joe Folks. You ever hear of Joe Folks? No. Yeah. Uh, He is considered the first all-time NBA scoring leader from 46 to 52. Mm. The record was 8,003 points. Okay? So eight years, 8,003 points. He was the first ever NBA uh, scoring title winner and all-time leading scorer. Then, tell me if you heard of this guy, George Mikan. You ever heard of George Mikan? Yeah, yeah. Fifty-two to fifty-seven. Minneapolis Lakers. Thank God they moved them to Los Angeles. I can't say that city. Uh, five NBA titles, and he became supposedly the first real star of the NBA. George Mikan, six-ten center for the Lakers. Uh, he was your second all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Then it was Ed McCulley for a year, and then Dolph Shays. You ever hear Dolph Shays? Dolph Shays, another big guy. Dolph Shays played sure. for Syracuse 15 years in the NBA. Uh, he was an all-time leading scorer. Then it was Bob Pettit. These were all big guys back in the day, right? Wilt Chamberlain then took over as the all-time leading scorer uh, from 66 to 84. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar then in 1984 broke Wilt's record and has held it since 1984. Think about that. 16 and 23. 39 years Kareem has held this record. Mm. And within the next two to three weeks, LeBron James going to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer, surpassing the great one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So there you go. little NBA uh, history note for you here today on the Kenny and JT Show. We're just getting started. We're taking you all the way up until 7 o'clock tonight. Cavaliers pregame at that time. You want to chime in, talk some Cavs, baseball Hall of Fame stuff, and many more things we're going to get into today. Join us right now. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.